Hello everyone, this is Bonnell with the J6 Insurrection Podcast. It is November 27, 2023, approximately in the afternoon on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. And I'm kind of liking my uh, break within sessions because the news has been so dynamic over the past few days that it is constantly uh, moving and changing and updating and uh, especially the topic of our 45th um, shamed president, Donald J. Trump. And I'm going to go on the record here and probably be um, one of the uh, sole advocates for uh, trying the 45th president for treason because I think that the um, the Trump allies are doing a really good job of, of, of muddying the waters. And when I say muddying the waters, I mean they are in overdrive trying to change the narrative to what is actually happening and or happened in the past three years since the insurrection took place on January 6th, 2021. And, you know, I'm going to go over what John Lauro said. I'm going to go over what Bill Barr said. I'm going to go over what um, a lot of the other uh, people are saying regarding uh, Trump's um, fitness to be even a, a citizen of this United States. And treason, you know, and I... And I you know, being a, uh, a veteran, a military veteran, war veteran, um, this is a topic that is very serious because when you raise your right hand and take an oath to defend um, this nation against foreign and domestic enemies, we take that very seriously. So when we sign on the dotted line to the United States military, the United States government as a federal employee, we're basically saying, here is our life do what you may in the defense of our nation and our sovereignty. And I, I think that politics has gotten in the way of what really is at the foundation of what Trump actually did. Because what he did was betrayal. And betrayal at the highest order, especially as the president of the United States and his attorneys, like John Lauro and these other clowns that are out there, these ambulance chasers that are defending him across the East Coast, starting from New York down to Florida, are basically saying that, well, you know, he can say whatever he wants because he has the, you know, the First Amendment and he has the right to go out and just uh, spew lies and nonsense, which is fine. I'm not arguing that. I'm still saying that what he did in his presidency was a betrayal, okay? And it's a unique offense in our constitutional order. And it's the only crime expressly defined by the Constitution and applying it to Americans who have betrayed the allegiance they are presumed to owe the United States, right? So when that fool raised his right hand when he was inaugurated into the seat of the presidency on that cold January uh, day, he swore an oath to defend 
the Constitution, whether he, you know, whether he did not say to support it, that's just his lawyers um, slicing and dicing up words to make their case so that the fool is not held responsible for what his role and responsibilities were as the president. And I'm here to tell you that the role of the president of the United States is not to turn the citizenry against each other. That's not their job. But that's what the Republicans want you to think that is their job, to, to uh, turn us against each other. And I really think that is the main problem here, because what they're essentially doing is committing treason in its highest order and going against what the Constitution and the framers shared for centuries, right? That citizens owed a duty of loyalty to their home nation. They included the treason clause, not so much to underscore the seriousness of such a betrayal, but to guard against the historic use of treason prosecutions by repressive governments to silence otherwise legitimate political opposition. And the Constitution specifically identifies what constitutes treason against the United States and importantly limits the offense of treason to only two types of conduct, loving war against the United States, adhering to the enemies of the United States, giving them aid and comfort. And I would argue that Trump did both. By loving war, he, he began loving war against the United States during the election in 2016 when he said, Russia, are you listening? Can you find 30,000 vote, 30,000 emails? That's what he did. So he began that war immediately. And to say that Russia was our friend at the time is a lie. And they still want you to believe that. And the second one is adhering to the enemies, giving them aid and comfort. He's making songs. He's creating flags. He's, he's telling his cult followers that he loves them. He told them that on January 6, 2021. We love you. Now go home and wait for my next orders, basically, is what he did. And now, this is the latest um, nonsense by another Ohioan traitor. Uh, what's his name? Um, Mike Turner, the Republican from Ohio, regarding the release of J6 video footage. This is what he said. And he is the chairman of the House Intelligence. So you want to know who the deep state is? See, what the Republicans are doing is they're doing something called projection. So everything that they're doing, they're projecting out onto the opposing party, which would be the Democrats. Because remember, I don't carry Democrats' water. But what I do is I carry the Constitution's water. And I, I carry it very seriously. So Mike Turner, the Republican from Ohio, who is the ranking chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, said, and I quote, based on the January 6th video being released by Mike uh, Smith, the current, um, the current House Speaker, Speaker of the House, he says now, and I quote, now the American people can see the truth. What is he talking about? See, this is what they're doing by changing the narrative and trying to brainwash more people to think that January 6th was, um, was a gathering of 
Boy Scouts getting together to um, share war stories. That's not what that was. That was an insurrection created and followed through by the 45th president of the United States when he sent that email on December 19th. It was either the 18th or the 19th. I'm not sure when he sent the email. He sent it in the middle of the night, probably high on something. And you know what the email said? Be there, be wild. Okay, first of all, this is part of his defrauding of the United States government. The, the election was over. The courts had already decided, 60-plus hearings, that there was no fraud in the, fraud in the, in the voting. But that was his plan all along was to throw a wrench into the system, whatever it may be, and it began um, early on in his presidency. Because he already had said, I'm not leaving. And people even um, hypothesized that he would not leave the White House even if he lost, because that's just the kind of scoundrel that he is. And it, it's sad that he has brought this um, treasonous um, behavior into the government. But I want to say that this is, this is a, a learning experience for most Americans, because I think that the government has allowed people to live free um, for quite some time. And that's why you have teenagers beheading teachers. That's why you have teenagers carjacking people. That's why you have teenagers just running amok and stealing everything out from under you is because the parents of the American um, citizenry failed as parents. And, and the, when people say, uh, you know, this is where I agree Trump with. America is in the toilet. He's absolutely right. And it's been going on for quite some time because the Republican Party has been stealing your lollipops for 40 plus years and giving it to the rich. And now we're at an apex of this betrayal against the American people to take away your liberty. Okay? Because I'm not... I'm not fighting for anyone other than Americans, and I think that is where the betrayal of Trump really um, sets in, is that he has turned, not just him, but the Republican Party has turned us against each other, so we are shooting our neighbors um, at will, because there's, it is like a pressure cooker, because people um, don't have the resources that they need in order to live a more perfect union, right? Companies have been taking money from you since day one, and the government has allowed them to. And now we're at an apex where the American people have had enough. And I think that we're at a very poignant time in American history where people are finally starting to realize that, hey, why am I not making more than I should? Because you, you should be making three times more based on um, rate of inflation because people haven't gotten a raise um, in 30 to 40 years. And actually it's been going backwards because people made more 20 years ago than they do today. And that's going backwards. And you and, and then today I read something about how Biden's gonna invoke a 1950s supply chain law because of the Vietnam War. Okay, first of all, I think it's a great idea, but you're not getting at the root of the problem. Companies need to pay their employees a, uh, a wage that they can actually live on. 
That's the problem. People need more money in their pockets so they're not out stealing for what they need. You think people want to steal? No, they're taking because they don't have. It's a simple equation. It's not fucking rocket science. Okay, so getting back to treason. Okay, so the offensive levying war against the United States was interpreted narrowly at ex Paul Bowman and Swarthart in 1807. So they actually tried to, um, well, I think they, they did, um, they did charge a, a guy, former Vice President Aaron Burr, because he tried to overthrow the American government in New Orleans, and they were going to execute him because of what he did, but he got out of it somehow. But see, one of the clauses in that case, and Chief Justice John Marshall's opinion emphasized merely to conspire to subvert by force the government of our country by recruiting troops, procuring maps, drawing up plans, conspiring to the levy war was distinct from actually loving war. Rather, a person could be convicted of treason for levying war, levying war only if there was an actual assemblage of men for the purpose of executing a treasonable design. So there you go. Chief Justice John Marshall's opinion emphasized that by recruiting troops, Trump recruited troops. In the election, in the presidential debate, he said, be there. No, he said, what did he say? Um, stand back and stand by. And what did the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys and all those crazy people that decided to come to Capitol Hill and burn down the Capitol? That was recruiting troops. Okay, and procuring maps, they already had it all mapped out. They were, they were mapping like crazy. You be here, we're gonna be there, and everyone's in place getting the electoral count um, uh, conspiracy going. Vice President Pence, he was involved somewhat, but decided to um, stick to his principles and actually um, averted uh, this coup attempt, okay? An assemblage of men for purpose of executing a treasonable design. I would say that that's what they did, okay? And now they want you to ignore what you actually saw on January 6th, and, and you can speak to anyone, anyone that has any sense, and two eyeballs, that what happened on January 6th was a culmination of months of Trump trying to defraud the United States, saying that the election was rigged, the election was stolen, and then he has the audacity, he has the a fucking audacity to say, and, and I quote, that the people that were there on January 6th believed that the election was stolen and rigged. You know why they believe that, you stupid fucking moron? Because you told them that for months. Your cult followers believed what you said. And I would go out on a limb and say, those people were acting in their own way of, of making sense of the conspiracy that they were involved in, that they were thinking that they were patriotic, okay? In their own little mind, which is fine, but it goes against everything that the government um, says is patriotic. So 
One of the final clauses in the treason, according to uh, the Constitution, the final clause of this section establishes that while Congress has the general power to establish the penalties for committing treason, Congress may not work corruption of blood or forfeiture except during the life of the person convicted of treason. Corruption of blood is a reference to English common law, blah, blah, blah. My point is, is that Trump, um, he is guilty, guilty of it, because he levied war against the United States. You can call it a coup, you can call it an insurrection, but what he did was he planned it, he plotted it, he arranged it, he was directly involved in it, and all this other stuff is just smoke and mirrors. And I love the fact that now he's running, um, he's running, uh, he's running scared. And he wants you to believe through his videos and his truth social posts and all these other things that he's innocent of. And I believe that he should face a firing squad, to be quite honest, because what he has done is unconscionable, number one, but it's also a betrayal to the country. And to get this country back, and I know I sound like a madman by saying this, but this is what needs to happen in order for this country to get back on course. We're not making apple pies here. We are in the business of protecting you, the citizens of the United States, against people and countries and terrorists and, and um, fascists from coming into this country and taking over exactly what the Republican Party has set out to do. And it's not a stretch to think that because you have over 150 Republican both senators and House of Republicans, and you have a leader, the Speaker of the House, who believes that people rode around on dinosaurs 6,000 years ago. They're, they're, they're mentally challenged, and they have problems, and they should not be in the federal government making decisions about you and how you run your life, period. I don't know who that should be, but it shouldn't be them, because what they're doing is they are, they're the deep state, they are the problem, but yet they want you. And, and I love the way the Republican Party has poor people thinking that the Republicans on their, on their side. They are not. Because if that was the case, you would have free health care. You would have a decent wage. You would have life. You would have liberty. And you would be in the pursuit of happiness. But you have none of those. Why? because the Republican Party is making sure that those things are being taken away by, from you systematically. And you can go all the way to the Supreme Court. And I'll get into the Supreme Court shortly. But I want to wrap up this um, treason clause because I think it applies here. And the, the treason penalty under U.S. Code, Title 18, the penalty is death or not less than five years imprisonment with a minimum fine of $10,000 if not sentenced to death. Any person convicted of treason against the United States also forfeits the right to hold public office in the United States. And they have us arguing about, about what Trump should and shouldn't be. Is he a candidate? What percentage? Oh, and he's winning in the polls. No, he shouldn't even be a candidate. He should not even be a candidate. But yet the Republican Party is so 
corrupt and, and misguided because they've been doing it for so long that they have brainwashed 50% of the electorate in the United States of, the, of America. And there's your problem. And then I, pointing out the obvious, sound like a madman. Okay? I get that. I realize that. I'm not, I'm not crazy. I'm nuts, but I'm not crazy. There's a difference. So I think that one or the other needs to apply to Donald J. Trump, the 45th ex-president. Under U.S. Code, Title 18, the penalty is death or not less than five years imprisonment. So he can make his choice. Which one do you want? Do you want five years in prison or do you want death? And I always say, we do not make martyrs of presidents. We don't. That's for the Muslims. Let them make martyrs. We don't do that in the United States. We make examples here in the United States, and we hold people accountable for their actions. Unfortunately, it takes over three years to do it, and now we're starting to see some um, results from it. But look at where we are. We're arguing over what the, the traitor can and cannot say because he thinks in his deluded mind that he's a candidate to be the president of the United States, which is absolutely absurd, to be quite honest. So to kind of wrap up another treason case, uh, there was uh, a, a case called Kramer versus the United States, 1945. And that case involved another infamous incident in American history. The Nazi saboteur affair. Kramer was prosecuted for treason for allegedly helping German soldiers who had surreptitiously infiltrated American soil. Kramer was convicted of treason. And the court explained that a person could be convicted of treason only if he or she adhered to an enemy. Okay? As the court explained, a citizen intellectually or emotionally may favor the enemy and harbor sympathies or convictions disloyal to this country's policy or interest. But so long as he commits no act of aid and comfort to the enemy, there is no treason. On the other hand, a citizen may take actions which do aid and comfort the enemy, making a speech critical of the government or opposing his measures, da 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 um, But this is a good, a good case because what they're basically saying is um, treason clause provides that the offense may only be proven by open confession in court or on the testimony of two witnesses. We got a lot of witnesses to um, support Donald J. Trump's treasonous behavior because he continues to do it this day. Making songs um, with the traitors, the insurrectionist, and the like. So you know, it just goes on and on and on. Um, the, the, the point that I'm trying to make is that there are people who are like, oh, well, what should we do with him? You know, should he, we can't put him in jail. Will he uh, be locked up at home? Uh, or should we take his phone away from him? No. What needs to happen is he needs to be made an example. Because the American people... Um, are not going to get back in line, okay, and, and, and adhere to the Constitution. The Constitution is written 
as a rule book so that people follow rules, regulations, policies, procedures. I know it sounds crazy, but that's what we're in the business of. That's what the Constitution is. And I use the example of if you're in a baseball game and the, uh, you know, the opposing team says, well, you know, I want to have four strikes instead of three. No, you don't get four strikes. You get three. That's it. And the Constitution exactly the same. If you give aid and comfort to the enemy, you're a traitor, period. So you have to, and you don't get to be a candidate to be president once again. And that's where the courts have failed us because they should have, they should have quashed this a long time ago. But because the Senate and the House of uh, Representatives are all traitors, the Republican side, and the Supreme Court of the United States, they're, they're packed with Republican uh, sympathizers. That's the problem because they're, they're being bought off. They're being, they're signed, sealed, and delivered conspirators. And they're being paid by billionaires and lobbyists and super PACs and other institutions to go out and say the things that they have said. It's no secret that the Republican Party from the very beginning, 40 years ago, were going to tear down the United States government. But that's not their job. Their job is not to tear it down. Their job is to support it and defend it. And there is the rub. is because the Republican Party thinks that their role is to tear it down. That's not their job. It would be like... Um, it would be like a McDonald's employee going to McDonald's and he's at the cash register and spitting and swearing at the customers as they come in or shitting in the hamburgers and then giving it to the, to the customers. That is not their job. Their job is to take care of the customers and make yummy hamburgers, right? That's not, that's not what the Republican Party does. They have been trying to tear down the federal government for quite some time. And they finally found a person that was willing to do it. The game show host, Donald J. Trump, who thinks, and this was his latest fucking um, truth nonsense, he is famous for projecting. And this is his latest tweet, and I quote, Whenever I sarcastically insert the name Obama for Biden as an indication that others may actually be having a very big influence in running our country, I just took a cognitive, cognitive test as part of my physical exam and I aced it. So when he makes a, um, when he makes a mistake in his speeches, because that's what he's mental, he's got a problem, he's not all there. And he, you know, saying that Obama's still in office and and that Biden is the, the, uh, the one that's losing his mental agility, I hate to inform you people, but Trump is, um, he's on the way down. He is, not, he is not mentally all there. We knew that already, but it's getting worse. And he's now saying that he's doing it on purpose, okay? Narcissism much? That's the problem. So, Shifting gears away from uh, putting Trump in front of a firing squad for treason and being a traitor because that's what he is, 
and the United States government needs to grow a pair of balls and start holding him, him and his allies responsible for what they're doing. And that's why I'm on Capitol Hill, because I'm going to start knocking on doors and being like, you got to go, uh, Mr. Uh, Mike Smith. You can't be a, um, a traitor to the United States Constitution and think that you can still hold your job. I'm sorry, but that shit doesn't work. Either you toe the line, stand, stand up, or stand down. There is no in-between. The Constitution is very specific. You support it. You don't try to tear it down. But that's what they're doing. But anyway. Okay, so like I was saying, reputable attorneys are postulating that the J6 prosecutors and the attorney general are weighing the outcome based on what the public is thinking, feeling about the legit legitimacy of the court. You know, a lot of, you know, reputable, reputable attorneys out there are saying, and um, the pundits are saying that uh, the courts are worried about punishing Trump because of what the, what the American people will think. And, and I say that's wrong. Who cares what the American people think? If you break the law, you have to be held accountable. And just like anybody else, doesn't really matter. Because everyone is biased, it doesn't really matter. If I go and rob a bank, okay, I'm gonna get put in jail. So why do these Republican um, GOP MAGA cult followers get to destroy the Constitution and defraud the United States government and they get a pass? I don't think so. But see, what they're famous for doing is changing the narrative. And this brings me to Trump's latest um, tweet or twat or whatever you want to call it. Because I don't really, I don't care. He is going on and saying that the military is woke. And I'm here to say that fucking idiot better get the military out of his mouth because of old Mr. Bonespur never had the balls to be a military um, person and actually get into the military because they shit him out. And I really think that's why he has a hard on for the military because he is a traitor. And that's what they're doing. They're trying to defraud the military as well. And I'm here to tell you that they're doing a pretty good job at it because what they're doing is they're tearing down the Veterans Administration and they're just, you know, and then Tommy Tuberville is doing it and they're, they're all doing it in their own ways. Either they're trying to get the military to not vaccinate people, which is wrong, or they're trying to hold up um, military advancement for whatever reason. And I'm gonna go on the record and say, they're doing it because they want to fill the military, high rank personnel with their cult followers. So you see what that, that's how they do it because they did it with the Supreme Court, right? And they lied in the process because those three Supreme Court justices that were implanted in the 45th administration, they lied in saying that they weren't going to uh, reverse Roe versus Wade. And that's exactly what they did. And they had to help with Thomas and Alito and the other ones. Okay. So, 
Um, getting back to Mike Turner, Republican from Ohio, regarding the release of the January 6th video footage. And I'm going to quote him again because I think he is just, to, you know, and I don't know what's, the, what's going on in the water in Ohio, but Ohio is a real problem because if either it's the senators or it's the House of Representatives, Jim Jordan, another problem, um, they're all from Ohio. So, and I want to know why. I really do. So I think I'm going to start at the Senate in Ohio because they're the ones who are constantly and when I say constantly, I mean all the time, trying to subvert the Constitution and or um, just legislation that's going to help the American people. It's, it's absurd. Okay, so one of the things about old Mike Turner, um, he said, now the American people can see the truth. He's a co-conspirator, obviously supporting his agenda. And in both 2008 and 2010, Turner was listed as one of the most corrupt members of Congress by the Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington for enrichment of self-family or friends and solicitation of gifts. So that is Mike Turner, Republican from Ohio, was voted as the most corrupt member of Congress. So you want to know why he wants the... Um, January 6th video, and so the American people can see the truth. We already know the fucking truth. We saw it with our own eyes. We didn't, we weren't watching a, um, a marathon. We were watching an insurrection. We know that. So I don't need to, I don't need to see video of, of people being escorted through the halls of Congress. Because I know that the majority of the Republican Party were running with their balls between their legs because they were scared like the rest of them, right? Josh Hawley, famous, famous Republican, running for his life. Well, first he's fist bumping the insurrectionists in, in the parking lot. And the next uh, frame, you see him running for his life because they were going to hang him and anyone else they can get their their hand, their insurrectionist hands on. So, um, another uh, administrator who was part of the 45th administration in Donald Trump's presidency, old fatso Bill Barr. Bill Barr's out there and he was his attorney general. And this is a quote saying, our country can't be a therapy session for a troubled man like Trump. And this is a very grave wrongdoing here okay so i'm going to say that again bill barr quote our country can be a therapy session for a troubled man like this and a very grave wrongdoing was here meaning what trump did during his 45th administration um was bad and our country is not a therapy session because that's not how this shit operates but the republican party wants you to think that's how this stuff works and the one thing that's important for my audience to know is if you're a senator or a representative of the House, you have a job. You have a real job. And your job is to protect the American citizen. And it's not to be on a podcast or to be on late night talk show hosts or um, sucking up to lobbyists and taking their money to enrich your coffers. Okay, that's not your job. Your job is to make sure 
that the citizens of the United States can sleep very warmly at night and that they have money in the bank and that they're not going to get robbed the minute they step out their front door. That is your job. But unfortunately, the, and they are as corrupt as corrupt can be, that's why you can't drive a nice car down the street without some teenager putting a gun to your head and pulling the trigger, right? We are at an apex because everything is failing. And Barr also said, he's like a defiant nine-year-old pushing the glass at the edge of the table, daring his parents. So that's Bill Barr, and he's a witness that's going to be at the um, insurrection trial. Uh, you know, I love the way they call it uh, election interference. It wasn't election interference. It was a traitor defrauding the United States electoral process. We're playing semantics here. He is a traitor. He will always be a traitor. And the only question that we should have at this moment and the media is the question of what are we going to do with him? Should we put him in jail? Should he face a firing squad? Or hang him? One of those things have to happen because if it doesn't, we're going to be going down this road once again in, in the in upcoming years if the United States is still around. And you know, it's like if, if he gets off of this, I will leave this country. I will give back my awards that I got in the military for defending this country. I will, I will forfeit my, my United States citizenship and I will leave this country. Because it is a travesty that we are three years in and he is still running around threatening people and acting as if he has his constitutional right under the First Amendment to do so. It is a travesty and it is a breakdown of our system. Okay. So, um, he will always put his own self-interest and ego ahead of anything else including the country's interest. He's a very petty individual. And that is Bill Barr. And old fatso, Bill Barr, who looks like the father from Roseanne, you know who he is, glasses, fat. And I think that even Trump called him sloppy because, of course, Trump is a child and that's how he talks. Um, he even said that Bill Barr, you know, he appointed him. He, he made him attorney general and he played along for a long time until finally Bill Barr quit. And then Trump said, you didn't quit, I fired you. See, and that's the other problem, is that anyone who is in that circle of hell eventually goes down the drain. And um, so, and, and John Loro, who is another traitor, that's Trump's attorney, and his latest quote um, is, you know, a reporter asked him, so, uh, you know, what do you think about Trump shaking down um, Mr. Raffensperger uh, in Georgia when Trump called old Raffensperger and told him, I need 11,780 votes? And John Loro, his attorney, said that it was just aspirational ask. See, this is his lawyer. So you want to know why America's in the shitter? is because we have ambulance chasers like John Loro saying what Trump said to Raffensperger, that he needed 11,780 votes, that it was just an aspirational ask.
Are you kidding me? Trump tried to shake him down to subvert the vote, to flip the vote, basically. And Raffensperger wouldn't do it. So Trump went after him with guns blazing and basically destroyed all their lives. And you can ask Raffensperger how he did it. And one of Raffen Raffensperger's quote was, he threatened me and I still feel threatened by it. And that's a quote. So old Mr. Trump is going to have a little trouble wiggling his way out of that one when Raffensperger is sitting in the witness chair saying that he threatened me. He threatened me, he threatened my attorney, and he threatened my staff because we wouldn't find 11,780 votes. And you heard him say it. But see, that's not what they want you to hear because that is the tail wagging the dog. They're changing the narrative. They're whitewashing it, whatever you want to call it. And there's the conundrum. So there's a lot of, you know, unfortunately, the legacy media, media doesn't do their fucking job. And I, I want to close on John Eastman. John Eastman was the fucking asshole that came up with this electoral vote count uh, saying that the vice president could um, deny the votes and basically turn it over to the Republicans who were in the House of the many different states so that they can subvert the vote and steal the vote and do what they need to do. That was John Eastman. And John Eastman, who currently is a senior fellow at the Claremont Institute, and the Claremont Institute is a think tank um, of of monsters, okay? Because that's all they do. They sit around and they think about how can we subvert the United States Constitution and where do we need to put in judges? Where do, where do we need to put attorneys? And where do we need to put in Supreme Court judges? This is where they get them, from this place, okay? The Claremont Institute. And John Eastman is a senior fellow. So you want to know what's wrong with our government is that the Claremont Institute is finding people to subvert the Constitution and actually came up with this idea. And if they didn't, then they need to stop supporting John Eastman. Because John Eastman is the guy that you saw on the news when the FBI arrested him in his underwear and took his phone, his laptop, and everything. And John Eastman has served as the chairman of the Federalist Society Federalism. Okay, so all of these people are intertwined. John Eastman was a um, was a clerk of Clarence Thomas from 1996 to 1997. He served as a law clerk with the Honorable Justice Clarence Thomas in the United States Supreme Court. And after that, he went on to Kirkland Ellis. I'm not going to not going to besmirch Kirkland Ellis. Um, but if you want to know who they are, they have an office right across the street from the White House. And that's not by mistake. Okay? So, um, old John Eastman um, is a traitor, too. And he is a co-conspirator in not just the Georgia case, but also the, um, the treason case. Quote-unquote, election interference. So, 
With that said, I think that I've gone on long enough for today, but I wanted to get that out there. I apologize for sounding like I'm ranting, but I, I, I really feel like this is really coming to a head. And the problem is that legacy media isn't doing its job. And all of these things should be, you know, headline news and, you know, who John Eastman is or what Bill Barr is saying or what Trump is, um, who he's threatening. All of that information is critical, is critical. So the reason that it's not critical to the legacy media is because their agenda is to take your money. And who is paying them are super PACs and lobbyists who are basically funding these Republicans or cult followers to say and do the things that they do. Because at the bottom line, this is all about money, my friends. This is about how much money they can take from you as a taxpayer and then make you feel good about it. And, and it's come to a head because now people are on the street shooting each other um, on a daily basis because the resources are not there. But yet we have people like Elon Musk who is now putting his tail between his legs in um, Israel pretending like he gives a damn. <laughs> I think it's hysterical. He's saying he wants to help Israel build Gaza. Yeah. Guess what? It's about money. That's why he's there. And I could basically give two fucks what he thinks or what he says because I don't follow his nonsense and I'm not part of twatter and never was because it's a cesspool of nonsense. You know what twatter is? Whatever they call it now. Um, it's like having that psychopath in the town square screaming at the top of his lungs and all of you people are standing around supporting that. That's basically what twatter is. And I never indulge in it, I never will. And if that makes me boring and, and um, boring, I'm happy to be boring because it's, it's a pretty good place to be. But anyway, everyone have a wonderful day and um, definitely I'm going to, once again, um, I was doing some video testing the other day of how my video is gonna start happening and, and I kind of like this, you know, with me kind of in the corner and then at the background. And then, you know, I, I, I want to, as um, Jack Smith starts bringing out more motions and more documents, I want the document to be alive. Meaning I want the document to be, you know, blown up and kind of standing inside of it and pointing out different, um, you, you know, topics and what we need to focus on. That's really what I want to do. And, and there's no technology that is able to do that, but that's kind of what I want to do. So I'm kind of working on that. But anyway, everyone have a wonderful day and let's chat soon. Bye-bye.